Welcome, 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 everyone, to the Sigma Show. It's me, your host, Sigma. Before I let you know who, oh, I'm sorry, today's episode 71. I should let you know what episode number this is. <laughs> this is the 71st episode of the Sigma Show. Before I let you know who is joining me on this episode, real quick, we'll go over what our topics will be for the week. Again, still not like a ton of news out on the internet, uh, but enough stuff that I feel like we can draw some conversations from it. Uh, first up, there's been a trailer reveal for something we've heard about, this new My Hero Academia Battle Royale game. Um, we'll we'll talk about, I guess, our feelings on that trailer and I guess maybe on Battle Royale content in general because there's also some news of another Battle Royale that kind of bit the dust. We'll get into that. As well as um, uh, a tweet that came from EA Social accounts on Twitter that got uh, an immense amount of feedback. Uh, basically, they, they said something a little demeaning, I guess, to like single player game players and uh the internet did not like that uh but we'll we'll get more into details of how that happened and possibly talk more single player multiplayer games in general but here to discuss these things with me today rachel kazer hey everyone i'm back welcome rexicon jesse hey everyone uh not to say the same thing but hi i'm also back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like it's been a while since i've had both of you uh for a little bit i missed you jesse and- Oh, I missed you too. Thanks. And also joining us, last but not least, the Fat Stacks. What's going on, y'all? What's happening? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, Lamb says, I'm I'm quiet compared to the guests. All right, I can raise myself up a little bit here. Uh, Don't regret it now that I'm a louder person. I missed you too, Fat Stacks. Missed you too, Rachel. Hopefully (laughs) you've had a good week. I I love the love that my guests have for each other on the show. Hey, compared to what's going out there in the world right now, good people good oh, people geez. are hard to come across these days. You know, we're all in this together. Right. Yep. Right. Exactly. Uh, but on that note, speaking of things we use to distract ourselves from the horrors of the real world, what have you guys been playing? <laughs> what have you been watching, reading, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Let's get into it. Anybody want to go first? I can go first. Yeah, oh, right in. Um, well, I've been playing uh, uh, Fire Memorials Three Hopes um, a lot more, just uh, gearing up for my review. I'm only a week late, um, <laughs> so I'm, o- I'm only a week behind schedule. But you know, it's fine. It's That's fine. Fine. It's fine. Uh, I've been I've been a bit a little distracted by the aforementioned horrors of the real world, but yeah, no been, one can blame you. Been uh, going back into the world of Fodlin and enjoying. The company of my old friends once again. So don't want to give too much away before the review. I just find it amusing that the whole plot of the game is, um, you know, the Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's like, you know, the whole world changes because the three leaders of the world are, you know, met or some random Yahoo in the forest. And the whole thesis of Three Hopes is, hey, imagine how much different the world would have been if they'd met some other random Yahoo who also happens to have a voice in their head in that same forest. <laughs> So this is an alternate timeline story. Like, it's not like a continuation or a side story based on the events of the first game? No, it's a complete alternate universe, which is a, a little bit strange because the first Fire Emblem Warriors was, um, you were kind of on the same level as the returning characters. It was um, a completely new world that they were drawn into that they sort of like, it, it was almost a precursor to Fire Emblem Heroes in that, you know, like characters oh, from right. Awakening and Fates show up in this random alternate world that they don't know anything about. And then they decide to stay and help out a little bit. And um, okay. you, so you were sort of on the same footing as them because you had no clue what was going on. And 
in this one, it's sort of predicated on you have to have basically played three houses to understand and appreciate three hopes. Otherwise, it, it's not really a story that stands on its own, I don't think. Also, even with it being alternate, like they, yeah. they there's a lot of reference to the the previous game story. Well, I'm saying previous game, but just the three houses story. Yeah, I think I don't think you'll get the whole the the whole like meaning of it without having played three houses. Okay, I I still need to finish three houses, but I've I've had this on my radar because of how much I love three houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a as like a big Fire Emblem Three Houses fan, like I know it's an entirely different genre. It's the Musou genre. Most people aren't really fans of like the Dynasty Warrior style beat 'em up. But like, does this uh, offer anything? And again, I know you have a review coming out, but does this offer anything um, that someone who's not into Musou games can latch onto because of their love for Fire Emblem? I think so. I think it's um. Well, I do think I'm not going to lie to you. You will get bored of the Musou combat. Pretty. It's it's not. It's not, definitely not the same thing. It doesn't serve the story as well, because Fire Emblem... I mean, I think of Three Houses as, like, the ultimate, like, evolution of Fire Emblem. It's it's its most realized form. It's, you know, these... Because Fire Emblem is about, like, war and heartbreak and love and family, these sweeping stories that are told across, like, you know, decades and continents. And, you know, there's so many recurring elements in Three Houses that have been in previous Fire Emblem games. And I... And when I play Warriors, you know, and the, the gameplay serves that. It's, you know, it's methodical, it's tactical. And the Muso genre, it really isn't, but they're trying to add things to the beat-em-up in order to make it more tactical. And at some point, you're like, screw this, just, you know, slash, 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 slash. So it's like okay. they're trying to make it more Fire Emblem-y, but all that does is just, it's, it's not, that that's not making it any better, put it that way. Gotcha. They, it feels like two separate parts, mm-hmm. I guess. And all right, makes sense. <clears throat> if I can get a discount on it somewhere, I, I definitely still want to try it because I first party Nintendo games they they tend to just burn your pockets. This is true. <laughs> okay. Uh, does that do it for you in terms of playing and watching or anything um, else? I did actually. I am actually catching up on Kenobi again. I am behind schedule a little bit. I know, but um, former the. I mean, yeah, as, I've, I've, I've not caught up either. Yeah, the <laughs> so former like Escape the Galaxy <laughs> person here. Right. But yeah, I'm 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 actually enjoying Kenobi. I'm not I'm I've I've heard so many people like looking at the series like why does this need to exist? It's like nothing needs to exist. It's good. We're giving you and McGregor a platform to finally, you know, flex his <laughs> acting muscles and, you know, in this without having to share screen time with other people. So, that's the only reason anything needs to exist in Star Wars. <laughs> But yeah, I'm yeah I mean, they're, they're going to keep making Star Wars. So like you might as at least make it good if you're going to make it like make mm-hmm. it enjoyable to the people who are going to tune in, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I, there, there are a lot of people, it sounds like, who are asking for something different from a franchise that's been kind of doing the same thing for what, like 40 years now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is going to sound a little bit uh, a little bit cold but at a certain point all the people who are in older star at this point the prequel series qualifies as like the old generation of star wars at a certain point all those people will be too old to reprise their roles in new projects then we can move on to new stuff (laughs) yeah they do seem preoccupied with uh just making sure everyone who's ever been in a star wars thing can do it again exactly yeah and i don't know i'm 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 okay with it and it's I'm a I'm a big fan and defender of the prequel series because I feel like it's a it's it's a great tragedy 
uh, you know, um, on a like it's a galactic scale tragedy, and I enjoy the way it's written. And this and Obi Wan, the the Obi Wan series is basically the immediate aftermath of that tragedy and coping with it, and in a way that that the series has not up to up to this point. It's a it, it has not acknowledged basically all the crap that went down in the prequel series and the hand that mm-hmm. he had in it. Uh, willing or not, so I think it's. A, I, I actually, I actually think it's it's a it's a necessary and emotionally resonant uh, chapter in the story. But I, but I also realize I might be alone in that opinion. But that's okay. <laughs> All right, that's fine. I, I, I do intend to check it out. I just haven't finished it yet. Been catching up on a bunch of other stuff myself. On that note. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I can go. <laughs> if you're, what a transition. <laughs> you're dead. <clears throat> uh, so. Um, I, I've been catching up on the boys. Um, I'm on like episode five now. And I think there's eight in total. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the last one has aired yet, um, but uh, I I don't know why a lot of people were giving me the impression that um, the over the top gore and violence uh, in the boys has like kind of reached a new high. Um, so I was kind of going into it feeling a little put off because like i'm not a, like a big uh gore guy like i don't love like watching like you know uh inventive death scenes in horror movies or whatever but um i mean yeah they're kind of going for some shock and awe type scenarios but the gourd isn't any more intense than it ever has been like it seems to be still on the same level like mostly people just explode <laughs> and yeah. like you know it, it reminds me of true blood how like stuff would just turn into straight up goo like they, they just do that all the time and you know what that's that's fine like it's it's cartoonish enough that like it doesn't feel like they're just they're kind of playing into extreme violence for the sake of shock it's like i mean yes they want to shock you but also it's it's this is very clearly just like a, an explosion of confetti to them <laughs> except it's like you know intestines and and organs or whatever uh, but other than that i will say while i'm liking the plot um like the storyline between the characters i'm sort of feeling a little underwhelmed like I, I i don't know why like it's been built up as like this kind of grandiose political statement is kind of the underlining thing of the show uh but i haven't really been getting that vibe like, i mean I, I i can see where it's supposed to be but i don't feel like any of it is like hitting as hard or as nuanced as I was expecting based on like how people have been reacting to it. So that might be my fault for like oh. waiting too long to see it myself and other people's expectations uh, weighing on me and whatnot. But um, I, I'm enjoying it. But right now it's kind of like a solid seven in terms of quality. And like, I really like the first two seasons. Like this, this one is to me feels like it's a little less interesting, but I'll, I'll probably talk more in depth about that. Um, this coming Wednesday, Superman Jeff is going to be doing his Omniverse podcast series and i'm gonna be talking to him about Ooh. that there so tune in for that on his channel on wednesday yeah i i don't know about the nuance because uh, like they they straight up do the like pepsi commercial yes they completely copy that uh, whole <laughs> i'm pretty sure homelander has direct trump quotes like <laughs> i that I'm, I'm not sure that showed I, I can't say it doesn't know what nuance is but like, yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, I, yeah, I would I would say that. Yeah, it's it's very straightforward, <laughs> with like, yeah, this is what we mean. Because there was that whole thing that popped up on um, the internet where like a bunch of, 
and I, I I don't know how true this is, but like apparently a bunch of right wing conservatives in like a Reddit group or something started flipping out because they they realized that Homelander is not like a good guy, like he like he's not redeemable or something, and like they were they were like put off like why are you making Homelander this jerk who's like evil or whatever? It's like have you not been watching? <laughs> so like that seems so insane to me that there wasn't there was a mindset that like liked him as that. So that just sounds fake, but I've I've been known to be gullible in terms of like how humans act in the past. So <laughs> that, I don't know. That could be absolutely real. Some people do legitimately, un- unfortunately, uh, like a character like Homelander for what he is, and that's awful because he is the villain. <laughs> like very clearly, yeah. he's the villain. I w- I will say um I cannot remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays Homelander. He is fantastic on screen. Oh, Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr, yes. Like Jesus Christ, does he have like presence, like that that just super unsettling energy he brings? Because he's always he's never like um like you know how uh Giancarlo Esposito, who ironically is also in the show, but like he has like that kind of energy when he's playing villains and talking to people where it's like, oh, he's very calm, but you should be very afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Homelander is kind of on the opposite spectrum where he's very calm, um, but like it's it's very clearly fake. Like he's not calm mm-hmm. at all. You know he he's nothing close to calm, but he's talking to you like he's calm, and that that is so scary because he could just destroy you at a moment's notice without any warning. You like you never know what's going on in his head and what he's gonna do next, and like that that kind of like unpredictability is like shockingly effective at just you know uh, displaying. I don't know, tension, fear. Like, it's, it's great. His, like, his character work is great. Mm-hmm. Can I say something real quick? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that um, wh- wh- I don't know whether it's a, an achievement of, like, lighting or cinematography or something, but they've ma- they've shot him in such a way that he's he's a, he's very handsome and he, you know, in a, in a very, you know, Superman uh, slash, you know, good old boy, white bread, you know, American kind of way. But there's also mm. something about him that just just looking at him, even when he's not doing anything bad, it's fa- it's like an uncanny valley effect. Like there's something about him that's just off. And no, yeah. Like like when they, mm. they do the close-ups of him like kind of like smiling mm-hmm. weakly or forcibly, like you can just see how unhinged he is. Like it's all over his face. Like that that is like fantastic facial acting in mm-hmm. my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been enjoying that, but like uh, I don't know, I just I had expectations that um, it was doing something that I guess it never really was. Uh, but um, I got like three episodes left, I think. So we'll we'll see how that uh, turns out. Um, but outside of that, I'm trying to think. I've been I've been watching Kuruko's Basket, which is um, uh, a sports anime about basketball. Oh, Kuruko's basketball, uh, basketball, yeah, yeah. Six Man, Phantom, the Phantom Six Man, right. and all that. Yep. Right. I, I really like the premise of that show. Um, it's about a school. It's about a middle school that had like a full team of like miraculous players are called the Generation of Miracles, like a whole squad that could do things. No other high school kid could do. They won like three consecutive championships or whatever. But then they also had a sixth rotating man who was also amazing, but like kind of falls on the radar. Nobody knows about that guy. And so it follows that guy, the sixth man. Who whose special talent is he can pass really well. Like he he literally sucks at everything else in basketball, but his passes basically change the game, right? And like while I like that as like a dumb anime premise, um, 
the setup is so similar to Haikyuu, which a lot of you guys know is like probably one of my favorite animes, uh, especially <laughs> in the sports genre so far. It's so similar to Haikyuu, but like it's it's doing everything that Haikyuu does, but like a little worse. So like it's hard to kind of it's hard to like keep the morale up for this show when I know that this exact thing has been done a lot better. Like the the main my main gripe about it is that it doesn't make the basketball itself like fun to watch, and. Uh, you would think like basketball is sort of inherently a more entertaining sport to watch than volleyball because like there's there's more movement across the court like there's more fancy like you can get like more highlights out of a basketball game than you can like a, a volleyball one right but I don't know like they they drill so deep on like the technical aspect of volleyball in haiku and they they animate it in such a way that like the the little things that they do are so dynamic and impressive that like you fall in love with the game of volleyball based on how these guys play it. And Kuriko's basket kind of doesn't match that. Like, every now and then you might get, like, a cool scene. But oftentimes it's, like, what's supposed to be impressive is that several characters never miss a shot. And it's, like, that's that's a little unrealistic. Like, these are high schoolers. You're not hitting uh, a shot from the opposite free throw line 100% of the time. That's just not a thing. Like, that's not impressive. That's stupid. So... <laughs> So I don't know. Like, it's, it's been putting me off in those ways. It also has like a far less interesting characters. Like, um, like the writing for the characters on Haikyuu is top tier. Like probably better than a lot of other straight up like animes that are based on like drama or uh, more more relatable life situations or whatever. But like you know the the stories of these high school students, like their families and like their relationships with each other. Like it's so much more dynamic and interesting than anything that's going on in Kuroko's Basket. Kuroko's Basket is very uh, tropey like there's a character who is known for like one thing like for example someone on the main team he's known for making puns like that's his character trait is he he makes puns and that's supposed to be enough for us to <laughs> to get to know him and like him and it's not like it's, it's, it's bad uh so again like I, i'm, I'm kind of pushing through it to get to the end but i it, it really just makes me miss haiku and i cannot <laughs> can't wait till a new season of haiku comes out because Kuroko's Basket is not not hitting the way I want it to. Too bad you can't watch Slam Dunk. Uh, it's an older basketball anime. But for oh. whatever thing, everything you're talking about haiku, Slam Dunk is. So if you haven't seen Slam Dunk, okay. it, is, it is very old, though. I will, say, I will say that the premise of Slam Dunk is where you have, you know, these rowdy kids. They all are in high school. I think, believe it's high school. And, you know have this guy that's just rowdy he ends up joining the basketball team and learning how to play basketball so the whole premise is you have a guy learning how to play basketball learning how to play with his teammates mm-hmm. learning skill sets but it's not exaggerated it's actually they show where you act like they're the guy they're like work. they're like teaching you about the game of basketball right and all of it's right okay one of the very first uh well I don't know if it's the very first, but close enough first to one of a, a basketball anime on a um, it's not flashy, but it, it's it's very similarly close to Haiku, though, when it comes to technicals and, you know, plays and okay. space I and might, stuff like that. I might so, give that a shot down the road. So, but um, but yeah, outside of the watching space, um, I've really been playing nothing but Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak because I, I had to get that review out. Um, for the expansion, I I started playing this version of the game 
I want to say at the start of the month. Because uh, I got code for, I got code from Capcom for my personal Steam because I was using the Escapist Steam account beforehand. So like I had to start from scratch, get all the way to Endgame to be ready for Sunbreak. And then once I got access to Sunbreak in the middle of the month, play through Sunbreak to get to the end of Sunbreak. Um, hey, that's a lot. Yeah, so like I put like 20 to 25 hours into the game already and then started over. And that's not even counting any of the game that I played on my personal Switch because I own that game on Switch as well. <laughs> so this is all just PC time I'm talking about. That being said, I have loved every second of Monster Hunter Rise uh, and Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Like, they, they, they make the combat so fun. It's so fun to use those weapons to learn about all the different power mutations of the new switch skills that you can swap in and out. Um, and the fact that they've added the ability is like the probably one of the biggest uh, new additions to, in Sunbreak is they made it so that when you create a loadout of your you know different switch skills, you can create a second one that you can swap to in the middle of a fight. So like, uh, I'm saying in the middle of a fight, but in the middle of a combo, you can even like go through you know a full set of moves Use your swap skill. Uh, it even gives you the ability to like do a dodge right after. So like when you swap, you get like a very generous like jumping dodge that like will take you out of harm's way, and then you can just continue into your combo with the new set of skills. And it is so cool looking. It's so fun. It's so satisfying. Uh, and like when when you get like really good and like when you really learn like what moves you have at your disposal and like when to use them in certain situations against the monster, like the in, like you feel completely unstoppable. And, like, the the entirety of, like, the Monster Hunter gameplay loop feels like it coalesces into you just being this badass hunter on the field in those moments. And it is so fun. Like, all I wanted to do was unlock more switch skills, get newer weapons to make myself stronger, and then go out and fight more monsters so that I could look as cool as I felt. <laughs> uh, and... And that really made me forgive the fact that um, one of my complaints for the base game was that they kind of ripped out a lot of the hunting part, like the the preparation that you need in order to be prepared once you're in the field with those monsters. Like a lot of the min-maxing that you do to make sure you have the right elemental defenses, uh, that you have you know, weapons that'll do proper damage. Like you, you actually open up your hunter's notes and read up on the monster that you fought so that you know what, what areas are most effective against it and whatnot. They've de-emphasized a lot of that, like the food stuff. They de-emphasized, they turned it into Dango, where you really just pick three things rather than like a list of like six to 12. And like, I'm fine with that now. Like, I don't care as much about all of the prep because just being out there and fighting is like, it's the only thing I care about. Like, it's the only thing I want to do. And they, everything else facilitates me getting out there to do that um, even better. Or even faster, I should say. So yeah, I've been loving that. Um, I'm done with the review now, but I'm probably going to just keep on playing Monster Hunter Rise <laughs> Sunrake. Uh, I, I got to start over again because I have it on Switch and I've played none of it there. So I, I pretty much got to just do that all over again. So, But I'm fine with that. Anybody want to play with me? Let me know. I, I'll be I'll be playing on, Monster Hunter Rise. On Switch? On Switch or PC. I got it on both. I got it on Switch and I do enjoy that game. Yeah, I will, I will keep on playing for sure. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Jesse or Fat Sacks, you guys want to share? Jesse, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm, I was playing uh, the latest behind schedules out for Gothic, so yay. Um, but that, that means uh, I have to go back to playing some Jet Set Radio. 
to get some more footage for it. And I don't want to. Ugh. Yeah, I can't wait till that one comes out because oh uh, you had you had some thoughts. I feel like I had a lot of thoughts. Did you did you play that game? Are you familiar? No, I've never played oh, okay. Jet Radio. I fear it. I fear I fear the community on that one. <laughs> but in in happier things, I hit. Uh, I mean, I've been doing a Dead by Daylight, and like, there's a big update coming for that uh, to try and shake up the meta, which is really cool. Um, some of it looks terrifying. Some of it looks really good. I'm curious how it's going like to play out. Terrifying in a like they like in a good way. Like you want it to be terrifying because it's a horror <laughs> game. Where like <laughs> uh, some of the stuff, yes, and some of the stuff terrifying. And like they buffed a few things for survivors that look like it's going to break the game. Like uh-huh. giving them basically several extra health states, which is awful. <laughs> Especially since this buff was supposed to help killers. Like, this latest patch was supposed to help killers a lot because they didn't have... <clears throat> they were saying, going by their numbers, they wanted more deaths and that uh, there weren't enough killers killing, so they're like, well, we got to do some buffs. Okay. And but these buffs have somehow yeah. buffed the survivors? Well, the buffs are good where it's like, kick generators faster, run faster. Like, you do more as a killer, kind of like... You know, it takes longer for survivors to do generator. Give the killer more time to, like, get to places before gents pop. But they also changed a couple of survivor perks uh, in that you can kind of chain them now and gain multiple. Like, you're supposed to take two hits and you're down. And there's a mechanic called endurance, which lets you tank one hit. Okay. And they changed some, uh, a couple of perks that all give you that endurance that you can use together. And that's usually never the case. And so you can take like three extra hits if you do it right, which is insane. Yeah, that sounds broken. Yeah. Two is supposed to be the normal. (laughs) Yeah, and that's like on top of getting normally hit. Like two health states and then like two or three additional health states. Ugh. So I'm worried about that. All right, I mean, I'm sure you'll manage. You're you're a seasoned killer. Uh, Sure, you'll figure out how to... (laughs) How to stab those kids. <laughs> I hit Eerie 1 again, so yes! Uh, really excited about that. I've been playing like Mario Party and Fall Guys with my partner, too. Um, which we both had okay, Fall yeah, Guys. Fall, yeah, Fall Guys just went free to play. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are checking out for the first time now. Yeah, and we, I mean, we both have copies of that. So, like, we've been playing it um, just regular before that. But, like, it's cool because it's it's easier to, to place now because there's so many new people playing <laughs> that it's like, ah, yeah, let me just mosey on past the finish line. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, I forgot if we mentioned, I, we st- I started watching One Piece from the beginning. Oh, you started One Piece? Yeah. Okay. Wee. Yeah, we're See on, like... in a few years, Jesse. Yeah, yeah we're on, like... <laughs> Man, we're on like episode seven. Uh, uh, all right, how how are you feeling about it so far? I like it. It's cool. Okay. It's very like. I want to say I don't know how if how many of you have have watched any or all of One Piece. Um, like it, uh, yeah. It started so long ago. It it feels very. Uh, dated in a lot of ways, in like that yeah. style of a of like because we're watching the dub of like anime from that time period. Okay. And like both the American interpretation of it and the actual anime itself. Um, but like it's charming. It's 
I understand why. And I'm curious what things kind of copied it. And like what? Probably a lot. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Uh, because there are a lot of like little strange little bits of it. That's like, this is familiar. Like I recognize this, but not from one piece, like from other mm-hmm. things. And, but so far it's really cool. I love an ensemble cast. So like, they're really yeah, giving, they that. giving me that. <laughs> I love wackadoo superpowers, which is basically what the devil fruit gives you. Um, yeah. And like, there's, I don't want to say the art isn't good because I like it, but like, it it is odd. Yeah, like it doesn't look like anything else. Right, and, and that's cool. But then there's things like I don't know. In episode like five or six, there's a dog named Shushu, and if you look up the drawings of this dog, it looks nothing like a dog. <laughs> like it is a poorly drawn dog. <laughs> it is awful, but I oh, love let me, it. Let me look up Shushu right now. It's adorable. <laughs> It's it's but it's a terribly drawn dog. Like spell that, please. I think it's. Hang on, I gotta. Uh, <laughs> let me. All right. Yes. <laughs> this this long face dog. S H U S H U. I think, or C H O U C H O U. Yes. Jesse, this looks exactly like a dog. This look. <laughs> like, have you never have you never seen a dog before? <laughs> look at this. Like, okay, I'm gonna drop this picture. I think I can do links in your chat. Like, look at this. Tell me this is not as someone's drawing the face of an old man and not a dog. <laughs> like, that's what it looks like. But it's adorable. Like, Hold on. I, I I just pulled up a picture on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better than it looks sometimes. Like that one that you just put on stream. Uh, but like, I like that. I feel like, and I know a friend of mine who really, my friend Blight really likes One Piece. And I, I think he was saying like, one of the reasons it looks weird is because like in the original thing, when he was trying to draw Luffy, like stretching, doing actual anatomy made it look awful. And so he had to draw mm-hmm. Luffy with like this weird, you know, rubber hose style. And that I think if I remember correctly, like influenced the style of the rest of the show. And I feel like it works and it does give it a very unique look. Um, yeah, it's, it's very iconic. Like there yeah. are characters in one piece that honestly, like you look at them and like, what the F is going on here? But you remember that character. Like, yeah, like, uh, like much later you'll, you'll see like, and the thing is, uh, Ono also, um, Oda, not Ono, Oda also draws um, a lot of characters that are based on, like, celebrities or whatever. So, like, you'll come across some character and be like, that sort of looks like this guy. And, like, more than likely, that's who it was supposed to look like. So, like, that kind of stuff is also funny. That's really funny. I like that. But yeah, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, and, yeah, the, uh, very much iconic art. Like, there's several people I recognize watching this and being like, oh, that's where they're from. Like, I just knew mm-hmm. that character from, like, cosplay and from fan art and from conventions and stuff. And, like, didn't know where they were from, but instantly recognized them. Nice. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Because yeah. 
I know it's it can be a slow start for some people, and it's mm-hmm. a daunting number of episodes to, to ever commit yeah, to. It yeah, I, I, I'm not going to force anyone to like, hey, <laughs> do start from the beginning, watch all the One Piece. That's, yes. That sounds like a crazy, crazy man's mm-hmm. uh, endeavor. But it does get better. Like, even after a thousand plus episodes in, it continues to like add on to uh, its plot. And in very meaningful ways, like nothing gets stale because the plot's always moving forward towards, you know, that goal. Mm. Um, there, there are some like arcs that are slower than others, but overall, it continues to be like super interesting and you you keep rooting for those characters. Except for Usopp. I don't like Usopp. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but you're about to find oh, you, out. Oh, yeah, maybe episode seven, you haven't got to him yet. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. But yeah, nice. Yeah. Jeff's in the chat says I started over three times. Yeah, Jeff, there's something going on with Jeff. We gotta write <laughs> that for that man. Yeah, one piece is a one-time watch, like case closed, Naruto, and all of yeah, a thousand something episodes is rough from square one. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, when we when we started, we were like, look, this isn't uh to the end. When we get bored, we'll stop. Like we're not committing <laughs> to a thousand episodes. <laughs> I, I will say on on that note, make sure you are skipping any filler. Like, there's not a ton of filler, mm-hmm. but usually after like major arcs conclude, you'll know because they'll do like an episode where they update you on like everyone's bounty. Like they'll oh. like jump around and like tell you like, oh, because of these events, everyone's bounty number has gone up by this amount. Like, usually there are like two or three episodes after those where it has nothing to do with nothing. Like, just skip those. Like you'll. <laughs> Just skip those and go back to like when the new next arc starts. I hate those recap episodes. So Sometimes weird. you need them, especially in a, a show as long as One Piece. All right, man, you'd be forgetting stuff. Freaking a thousand episodes, sure, but like, like what? When it's a normal show, like Samurai Champloo has one whole episode that's just here's everything that happened so far, and I was like mad <laughs> when I watched it. It, it's but that's it's an hilarious that episode. Was, Samurai Shampoo is uh yeah, they, no they they did it they did it in an interesting way but I think a, a lot of that comes from when it was airing there was probably a break from between when the last thing aired that's and true. it came back so Fair. that might be what that was for but I mean yeah you can skip that if you really want to now that we can just binge everything Lampy says no Jesse watch them all. <laughs> Dang, DJ says he's also on his third restart. What is going on, guys? Like, fr- like restart, like you, like from episode one, or like you, you didn't finish it and you restarted. Like, well, I guess I only made it to episode ten, so let me restart again. I'll get through this time. No, Jeff, I know for a fact is watching it on a weekly basis for the most part. So, like, that's also nuts. But DJ, I'm pretty sure also watched it to the end and has now started over again. And also, DJ's asking, "Yo, what's what's with the Usopp?" Uh, beef. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything, but Usopp is the resident coward of the crew, and I, I kind of dislike cowardly characters. And One Piece has gone on for so long, I am beyond tired of that being his shtick. <laughs> like, that's that's all yeah, I say about that. That doesn't go away. Unfortunately, like, that's the yeah, whole. Like, that's the role. This. That's the role he holds yeah. on the crew, and that's fine. Like that's a thing that you do. It's a trope. I've never liked it, so I don't like Usopp as a result. I wish I wish I could like Usa. I wish he had the arc where he's just not like that anymore. But they want him like that on the crew. Uh, but all right, does uh, that do it for you, Jesse? Or you got anything else to share? Uh, My Hero Academia is still a great show. Still watching. That's true. I'm <laughs> really we'll like talk that a little bit party. about that uh, later. 
But, but if that wraps things up for you, yeah. Fast Axe, what do you want to share? I haven't been doing much lately other than, um, let me see, what have I been watching? Uh, that soccer anime. When you were talking about sports anime, uh, oh, blue not something? not Blue Lock, not Blue Lock. It hasn't. Okay. I haven't seen that yet. But uh, Ayashi, I I always chop and screwed up that name, but it's A O I S H A I, I believe. I might be spelling it wrong, but it's it's a decent soccer anime. Um, I've seen quite a bit of different soccer animes in my time. How many are there? This is interesting. I know Captain Tsubasa is a thing. Yeah, Tsubasa is like the the classic, classic old school. Um, you had some ones with with like some crazy like powers, uh, uh way back when. But yeah, this one seems a little bit more level. Honey Money is asking, do you mean uh, Io Ashi? Yeah, A-O- yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Dash yes. A S. H-I. That's what it is. It's on Crunchy. Okay. It's on Crunchyroll right now. So they're starting their second core. Uh, I think they might end up with maybe twenty plus episodes. I think for this, because the first one is twelve, and then this they're on their second core now. But that seems a pretty interesting uh, anime. So and then of course I was looking at Trigun. They brought back the Trigun Stampede. Yes, I was like. Uh, uh, Sometimes <laughs> you're not you're not hyped about this. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> Wait, what are uh, they doing? Uh, uh, they're redoing uh, the Trigun anime series. Have you seen Trigun? Vast uh, I know you, of it. I think I've seen like one or two episodes. Uh, I just he he was Vash the Stampede was part partly the inspiration for my D and D character's uh, second season outfit. <laughs> <laughs> like all I, that black leather and belts and stuff. It's, I don't know about this whole using like the art style nowadays versus the old because I still have the DVDs of all these old shows that they're redoing. Yeah. So when I when I've watched the old shows and I'm like, it's like Berserk when they I'm like, I like the older art style versus when they did the whole mess that what it is now. I'm mm. like, <sighs> yeah, but yeah, but, but I feel like Berserk is an extreme case. Cause that they they kind of cheaped out with the CG um, version that they've done. Like there there have been newer animes that have done better CG. Right. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll say Kengen Ashura I think has decent CG. I've seen uh, it. That's pretty stuff, decent. But, yeah, the Berserk one looked really bad. The CG in Godzilla Singular Point also actually really pretty good. <laughs> it's very stylized for what the animation is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're they're good examples of it. But yeah, that that one was very cheaply done it looked like. It it was. It was awful. <laughs> I tried watching some of it up with you. <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, I, I don't I'm one of those like if it was good back then kind of leave it alone. If you're going to do something, do something different or make it like what we've seen prequels or you take a character and you give them their own deal and you put an extension on it or something like that. But like mm-hmm. just leave the original show alone, please. Just... I don't know. Lampy says old Trigun is hard to watch these days because it's super fuzzy and it's four by three. So I guess that's just because I'm used to watching all the old stuff. You know what I mean? Like seeing certain characters the way they were, the way they were developed. You know what I mean? Just. But I mean, in that sense, that because this, this is an argument that always gets made when people talk about remakes. Like the old stuff isn't getting replaced by this. 
as far as we know. Like, it'll still be there. Like, this is just more of it. No. You know? So. Yeah, I just. <laughs> when I went out, because I watched the trailer, I'm like, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, nihilistic uh, euthanasia is to say, uh, no, Fast Action is right. The new animation style is booty. <laughs> So yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what it looks like. But I'm I'm generally in the camp of if if the animation does start to look dated, I don't know, spend some money and update it because like it, it worked wonders for Hunter Hunter and for uh, Fate Stay Night and and those shows like they had older versions that kind of don't look good anymore, and then like their updated versions that had much higher animation budgets look phenomenal. Right, and if you look at the fights, though, the the way how they did the shading, the coloring, and everything with uh, mm-hmm. Fate Nights Day is a perfect example of how they did it right. But if you look at like Blue Exorcist, I don't know if you've seen the anime Blue Exorcist. I yeah, I've seen some Blue Exorcist. Is that a, does that get a like a new version? No, or? but if you look at it, it's still an old anime per se. But like just how the way how the it's done. Like I said, it's very hard to explain. Like, I've watched so much anime in my lifetime. It's ridiculous. But, like, when I see some something new and I'm like, man, there's a better way you could have done this versus, like, what uh-huh. I used to see. You know what I mean? Right. So, so you're, you're saying, like, there's, there's like, a there's a visible, like, quality bar. Yeah. Certain shows are hitting or not hitting. Right. You know, just like video games and you guys are looking at certain video games and how, you know, when it comes to textures and terrain and character shading... You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it, like when we were talking about the new Sonic game. Right. You know what I mean? It, it Anime kind of is similar in that effect when you're looking at certain animations. Like, man, this just doesn't look right when you do it this way. You know, yes, it can work with certain anime, but I was just saying just for that particular one, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, that's, that's a fair point. Like if, if the new version isn't like taking full advantage of what's capable today, then yeah, in that case, it's kind of like, well, what's the point? Like put either your heart and soul into like making this really shine in today's uh super competitive you know tv show realm or don't like they're they just showed the first trailer for the the bleach thousand year war arc that's supposed to be the end of bleach that's finally being animated um and they didn't show much but um that that doesn't look especially high quality either it just looks new so that might be kind of what you're talking about right like I haven't really seen a lot of the trailer for that yet, but I've seen stills, a little mm-hmm. stills here and there for the Thousand War Blood Art. And, you know, I'm interested to see how that pans out, but Hunter Hunter is also coming back, so I want to see kind of how they're going to do that. Well, the, the manga, they said, is coming back, right? Or is it the so well? hopefully when they do the manga, they actually bring the anime back as well to kind of... Yeah, I would hope so. Because <laughs> they kind of left that just literally hanging there after a while. True. So other than that, I've just been trying to catch up on some anime stuff. Just that soccer anime is being um, I've been really watching because it seems Are you decent. liking it? Like, yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, you have a kid that's kind of, you know, he knows not a good the game. Pitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kid knows the game, but he doesn't know the game. Like he can play, but there's a, it's like playing basketball. You can shoot, but there's just so much more to the game of basketball than just shooting. Yeah. And just like in soccer, you might know your position, but you just have to know so much more than your position on the field of soccer. So um, I I would definitely put it on that level of the way how it explains soccer. You know what I mean? Um, 
Captain Subasa like way back in those days. It, it's similar, and like they try to show how soccer is a little bit more technical. You know, there's way more. It's just more than you dribbling and skills and all that and shooting. You know, you have to know placement. You know what I mean? You have to know um, when it comes to positioning on the field and everything else. You know, so that yeah, type yeah. of I, aspect. I love, I love an anime that will teach me. And like whether it's about, you know, sports or, you know, other random things in, in their society or the world at large. Like, like Initial D taught me so much about, like, import tuner car culture. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff that I've forgotten by now. Uh, but, like, it was it was fun to learn in a, in a moment. Before imports were a big thing, per se, like you're watching Initial D and you're like, man, I want something like that. You know what I mean? You're trying to get yeah. an old car and you're you trying to get into cars. Yeah. Into the car is right. <laughs> you know? And even he had to learn about cars. because <laughs> right, yeah. It's actually a similar situation that you just said. Like, yeah. He has like an inner, like a raw talent for driving, but he literally knew nothing, nothing about cars. Nothing about kind of like from his perspective, you're learning along with him about like cars and like how to maximize his skills and stuff. So like, yeah, that's cool. I love that kind of a story. Right. So, and I've just been playing a lot okay. of League of Legends and that's just frustrating in itself. I play a lot of League of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that that community seems to have their hands full with itself. Yeah. Okay. So if, if that wraps things up for you, we'll get into our topics. We'll try to keep uh, these at like maybe 15 minutes apiece because I know Jesse has a hard out at 12. Yeah. Um, therefore, let's get started. Uh, My Hero's Ultimate Rumble is the name of a new battle royale based in the My Hero Academia universe. It looks like they have three-man teams running around a big open map, and there's a lot of like melee-focused combat, but also they're superheroes, so like they 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 have some 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 shots and stuff going on. Uh, what did you guys think of this trailer? Is anyone excited for this game? I'm so excited. All right, Jesse's in. I legitimately didn't know this was a thing until you posted it, and I was like, oh, let me look at this. <laughs> and yeah, I I love this idea. I, because battle royale, I'm not a huge fan of because it's like mm-hmm. the thing about a battle royale. Most battle royales, like your your Fortnites and your, um, uh, whatever the the big one is, uh, unknown players battleground, PUBG. Um, yes, <laughs> you said that name like completely. I did, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it's about the shooting. And like the mm-hmm. the RNG of what you find, and then there's you know like strategy of where you land, and you know what you're willing to compete against. But like that's ultimately kind of dull for me. And I really wanted to see battle royale expand, kind of like how you know the Fall Guys has done the game show style of it. Mm-hmm. And this looks exactly like what I want to see from a battle royale, which is focusing on like a more hero or character driven thing, kind of like League of Legends. Or like, you know, other games, Dead by Daylight, where it's like the choices of the character matter to your play style. And the three t- person team means you can build off each other. And then. But isn't that's yeah, awesome. nihilistic enthus- uh, euthanasia is saying, Jesse, let's play Apex. Isn't what you're describing right now Apex? Uh, Apex Legends. I've never played Apex. So. Because it is, it is a yes. shooter battle royale. Yeah. But it's more like the characters aren't all, you know, just reskins. Like they're bespoke. They have their own abilities and kits and stuff. From, and so you can use those powers with different three-man team synergies. From what I've seen of Apex, it looks like the shooting is more of a focal point than 
the unique powers, even though unique powers do play into it, and I haven't played mm-hmm. it, so maybe it's more uh, clear that their unique abilities are, are like make a bigger influence than that. But it looks mm-hmm. like it's mostly like a big part of it is the shooting. Kind of like I see Overwatch in chat, like where it's like you have your powers, but it's still shooting. Right. Yeah. And this Not looks like. like oh. saying, yeah, it's like Overwatch if Overwatch was a battle royale. Yeah. But this looks more like, look, you can't do you don't have access to guns as this character and you can <laughs> still play like that's what I like that each character seems to have something unique and different that they do. OK. Uh, any anyone else have a a reaction to this? I say it's similar to Nakamura, isn't it? Uh, if I'm saying that right, uh, Blade Point, yes, Blade Point, Blade Point. Uh, so like, yeah, I think it's called Blade Point. Nara- no, Naraka Blade Point. Naraka Sorry. Blade Point. So yeah, because it's a melee focus. It's a melee. Battle, you're yeah, right. So, yes, yeah. it's a melee focus deal with powers. So you know, yeah, the, the shooting element's gone. So you just pretty much have to, you know. Uh, synergize beating up one person at a time, you know, with your powers. <laughs> having your whole team, yeah, jump, jump on yeah. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's bully simulator, okay. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> you're gonna catch somebody slipping. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's an interesting take to the BR. I mean, there are so many BRs out right now, it's like people are kind of getting overwhelmed with playing Apex and you know, PUBG and all the shooter battle royales. Mm-hmm. So now you're seeing a lot of melee royales come out that is, um, you know, pretty interesting. So, and I will stick to what I will always say every time people talk about battle royale, Assassin's Creed, you need to bring back, <laughs> you really need to bring that back. Stop playing games. Battle royale? Uh, you're right. You really need to <laughs> get like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you bring in all these. <laughs> there is something that is bringing back that mode. I cannot remember what it's called, but it's, it's like an indie game, I think. And it, it's basically the Assassin's Creed thing, but it's set in like a spy or heist uh, type setting. But it's that same gameplay where like you're hiding in plain sight, trying to behave like an NPC while other people are like hunting you and trying to uh you know, do their own objective like on a on a big map. But so you'll you'll get your wish. I just gotta remember what that game is and I'll let you know. <laughs> but it's um and if they're doing this to to um to my hero, mm-hmm. I'm surprised Naruto didn't do it first. To be honest, yeah, Naruto does seem like a better fit for that sort of thing like they they had like a whole tune-in exam yeah. thing which is just like hey a bunch of ninjas out in a, a like a field and there's hazards and like you have to battle everybody on site for objectives yeah like they had that kind of built in but i will say my hero academia kind of also fits that very perfectly like because they're all still students right like they're yep. they're in their training practicing you could very easily make up the same exact sort of scenario right. for these purposes if you care about the story at all um, but what, what I'll say is like, while I'm also not like the biggest fan of battle royales and also not the biggest fan of like anime based games. Cause I feel like they're very lazy in terms of their execution. This at the very least seems to be something new ish. Like, yes, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a fast follower type of genre. Like battle royale is popular. People want to make money off of the fact that it's a battle royale, but they stuck a license on it that c- could possibly benefit from that sort of gameplay. Because, like, yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to run around. You want to use the powers of these characters. 
and this allows you the opportunity to do so. Like, it's not another arena fighter. Uh, so hopefully it actually does have legs. And there's a little bit of precedence that says that it might because Spellbreak, which just closed down their servers because of unpopularity, kind of had a similar vibe to this. Like, it was mostly, like, third-person shooter-based, but they, you shot, like, magical abilities and stuff. Uh, so it wasn't bespoke characters, but you could have certain powers that are tied to, like, like, Jesse, you remember, we played uh, Spellbreak a little bit. But, like, yeah, you pick up stuff off the battlefield that give you very specific powers, and then you can use those powers at different levels and in different mixtures with other uh, elemental powers to do stuff on the battlefield. So half the roster of my hero probably does half of what's in Spellbreak. You know, like ice powers, grass powers, fire powers, mm -hmm. right? So uh, if they if they have some of that in there where, like, powers can synergize and mix, which I'm sure they will since it's, it's a three-person team-based thing, like, they probably want you to use kind of uh, synergistic powers to have certain effects on the field um that that actually sounds like very fun gameplay and with the license of my hero academia which is super popular right now it'll probably get a lot more playtime than uh spellbreak ever did which had to sadly shut down so like i, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of optimistic about this being kind of something special in the anime genre like i i, I definitely check it out do we know if this is going to be free to play though i believe it is yeah because if they charge money for this, I think yeah, people are going to buy it because people buy all the anime shit. Right. But I, I don't think it'll last. It is free to play. It, okay, good. So, yeah. So, I, I have high hopes for this. I think I think it might be exactly what... Uh, like, it has all the elements to actually make a success, I feel like. I think if you're making a battle royale it, nowadays, it has to be free to play. <laughs> because I yeah, think yeah, like, yeah, honestly. There, there we're is... not paying for it, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're going to have a people out there paying. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, so we'll wrap up that discussion. Uh, unless, Rachel, did you have anything you wanted to add about My Hero? No, just that I'm glad it's not a fighting game. Yeah. It's same. more interesting than that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so we'll move over to our final topic. Uh, if you guys missed uh, last... Was it last week? Like, or is it just yesterday? I don't know. EA's uh, Twitter discourse. Uh, they <laughs> they ran a joke that basically, you know the meme that says, oh, she's a 10 or they're a 10, but they only like single player games. This was this was the tweet that went out. And um, immediately there was like tons and tons of backlash. Some high profile backlash. Some members of actual EA studios who are working on single player games kind of responded to this saying like, well, that's really shitty of you to downplay single player games when we're at your company working on single player games. It's almost like you don't give a shit about us, the people who you hired to do this job. Um, and so as Twitter tends to do, they kind of went on, you know, a, a ratio spree of just constantly retweeting and talking trash about uh, calling EA out on all sorts of other bad things that they've done, etc. cetera, uh, until EA, um, the EA Twitter account, I should say, apologized. Like they, they stated that they, you know, they'll take the L. Uh, they didn't um, mean to offend single player gamers, stuff like that. Um, and then it essentially died. But I don't want to necessarily talk about the Twitter discourse. More so, I want to talk about why do people get so offended over this kind of duality between playing a single player or multiplayer game? Like, if you prefer one or the other, why is there, like, kind of this contention? Are any of you guys, do any of you guys identify as more of a multiplayer or single player gamer? I'm curious. Chat, you guys can... Uh, chime in on this as well i don't think I've, it's ever occurred to me to identify one way or the other 
right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just seems so limiting. But, I mean, I guess I play a lot of single-player games, so I guess that makes me a single-player gamer. Okay, so yeah, so rather than identifying as one or the other, which do you prefer? Like, if you have to choose, like, oh, I want to get something new, I want to spend some time playing a game, like, you're going to spend that time going through a single-player campaign or, like, doing a multiplayer thing? Um, I'm usually more... I usually go single player if only because single player games a lot of times feel like they have a definite beginning and a definite end. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, in multiplayer, it's just all, um, it, it's, it's forever a certain status quo. And that's great for things like, you know, if I just want to, you know, jump into like an apex match or, um, you know, a play, play around a fall guys or something. It's, it's great for like temporary enjoyment, but single player campaigns are like the big the, the, the meat of what i enjoy in games but i don't know i mean I, I find that so crazy that you use the term temporary enjoyment for a multiplayer game versus a single player game because i feel the exact opposite way that's like, yeah that's... i yeah like i i would probably sit down to do something with multiplayer like if i have the free time and single player to me feels like the temporary thing where it's like because it has a bespoke you know beginning and end it's only going to take me this amount of time to get through it. And then I can go back to doing the stuff uh, that I want to do in my, what I consider leisure time. Cause even in my leisure time playing through a single player game to me kind of feels like uh, I'm just, I'm trying to get through this. Like I would like, um, like a, a show on Netflix. Like, Oh, I, I need to binge this, this season or mm-hmm. whatnot. Like that's the vibe I get. Like, yes, I'm enjoying myself, but like, it's like, all right, this is a temporary thing. It'll be fleeting. Once I get to the end of it, I've consumed it and then I can move on. Well, let me ask you, Casey, if you didn't have to do, if you didn't have to play a lot of games for work, how many single player games do you think you would play? Probably less than I do now, honestly, because mm-hmm. because in general, like, I, I try to check out uh, the stuff that, you know, gets praised because I want to see like what's good in it. Like, OK, like, is, is this going to hit me the same way? Uh, but yeah, in general, like if I know I'm not a fan of like a single player thing. I probably won't like Horizon Zero Dawn, for example, like I I tried it out after a lot of prodding and I I fell off of it pretty quickly because like the amount of time that's in it, like, yes, it's a single player game, but it's kind of built as if you have hours and hours and hours and hours to dedicate to it. And I don't want to spend that much time playing a game by myself unless it's like something like Monster Hunter World, (laughs) which I can play uh, multiplayer, but I have been playing that by myself for a long time because it's just fun. But I don't know. That's 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 me, uh, Jesse. How, like, what's your your preference out of the two? Uh, I feel like Dead by Daylight is gonna yell at me directly if I say single player. Uh, I feel like before <laughs> Dead by Daylight, it was mostly single player, and then once I got, but you don't play that, Dead by Daylight on a team though. Like, I like you usually just play as the killer, right? Usually, yeah. I'll play like with survivor if i've got one or three people who wants to to play along i don't i never solo that that's not fun uh for me (laughs) yeah but i still think it is i would still consider it even playing a the killer it's still a multiplayer experience because i wouldn't go into it the same way i go into a single player game so like when i'm trying like it's a skill-based melee combat thing uh so if i'm doing that i have to figure out how these people how the people i'm trying to murder are going to react as humans versus when i'm playing Mm -hmm. elden ring where i have to figure out how do i cheese this right (laughs) 
<laughs> this, no, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's ultimately, I guess I would fall on the side of single player outside of that. But like, I play both. I like both. They're both great. Like, why would you ever limit yourself or like try to die on a hill? Like defending one versus the other, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they're both great. Like what? It's like if you were upset because you know people like uh, horror films and not comedies, and you're like, "Well, I'm a comedy person." Like you, that's the that's the real genre. Like that's stupid. Like enjoy what you enjoy. Don't for sure. Don't pitch a tent somewhere. Like it. I that that, that kind of drives me wild. Uh, so how about you, Fast X? Yeah, what, that, what would be your preference? To be honest with you, I'm neutral. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, because we all were single-player player games before multiplayer came around. Remember, multiplayer was like everybody came over to the house was the early start, and everybody played like Smash Brothers. I mean, were, you know, that. I mean, back in the day, there was like at, at max two players, like for a home console, but arcades always had like up to four, four to six. So right. But I'm just saying, like, you know, Super Mario Brothers, you know, back in the early... I played, uh, I played uh, Mario Brothers with my little brother. Like, we took turns. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, but they had two different characters. But, like, yeah, like, all, like most of my gaming memories, my most fun ones, always have to do with, like, other people. So, like, I will... <laughs> I will basically say that I am mostly into <laughs> multiplayer games for, for that sake. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you guys are not watching the podcast you should I'll, I'll just say that much if you're just listening to this go you should be watching the video <laughs> i married that man with good reason yes but, uh, but no go ahead fast facts but to me i mean i i don't see why people are getting like there should be no line at all. You're a gamer, period. You like playing games either way on the fence. You know, mm-hmm. I've spent tons of hours into like Final Fantasy Seven, tons of hours into like Fable, tons of hours into like RPG games. But I also liked, you know, when I was with Goldeneye back then. Even now, like sometimes, yeah. you know, playing multiplayer games. I play a lot more multiplayer games now, you know, like Bless and stuff like that, because I'm just more MMO rpg driven now i can just play with people all over the world when it comes to playing you know certain type of mmos but do i play one versus the other no i think they're both equally great it's just what i feel like playing half the time right you know yeah it's just you're you're not looking for like a single player experience or a multiplayer experience when you sit you're like you're looking for an experience and it just happens to be this that or whatever right in your your case i will say this though when you look at it money wise like i tend to not buy a lot of single player games these days because it Mm -hmm. is like a start to finish unless it's like something on uh, game pass or something you know what i mean even if that Mm -hmm. but as a collector, though, I do collect them, even though I don't play them certain titles, because down the line, single player titles are worth quite a bit versus multiplayer titles. That is true. So so as a collector, yeah, so, so as a collector, you know, obviously I'm going to uh, have a lot of single player games versus 
uh, multiplayer titles. Now, you do have those few multiplayer titles that can make a nice little bread down the line, but it's mainly a lot of single player games that they only make so many few of that, you know, as a collector, we try to, you know, get what we can. So, but, and that's just a different way of looking at it on the backside if you're looking at it monetarily. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Uh, well, we'll answer this chat question before we wrap things up. Uh, the nihilistic uh, enthusiast, I've been reading that name like different ways this whole stream, I realized. <laughs> but uh, the nihilistic enthusiast says, okay, but serious question for the hosts what about games like Civilization, where they can be either single or multiplayer? I almost like, feel like this dichotomy between multi and single player almost didn't exist until EA made that tweet. And then, so, you know, suddenly people are like, am I, am I a multiplayer gamer or a single player gamer? And like, you're, you're a gamer. What are you talking about? You know, it doesn't matter if, you know, which, you know, which way you, you swing as it were. And I almost feel like EA is like, somebody was, somebody at EA made the wrong headed decision to put that tweet out. And now people are like, wait, there's a difference between the like two. There's a side I have to pick now. Yeah, somebody. I, mean, just I think that has existed. For no reason. Before. I do think that that dichotomy has existed beforehand because um, there, like it's it's the thing is like it's dumb. The the dichotomy is dumb. So like people have kind of sided with either single player or multiplayer games and identified as being one or the other because there are some people who only do one or the other so of course they're gonna you know champion that as the way that the world should be uh but yeah like i like video games in general most of you guys do as well so like i don't really specify that way but i do know that as a preference like if i was gonna make my perfect video game or whatever it would probably have a multiplayer element in it because like i find that to be an enjoyable aspect of the gaming experience like doing it with other people so that that's that's why I would lean towards that as my preference. Uh, but for, for yeah, like any any title that has you know like a single player mode and a multiplayer thing, I mean that's kind of a case by case basis. Like Civilization, for example, is a game that I would not enjoy playing either single or multiplayer. Like I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the four X strategy games. Starcraft so, like, that doesn't even really even matter. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it, there are some cases where like okay, the single player in the game is good, but the multiplayer really sucks. So like I'm not going to spend any time in multiplayer in that. Uh, and then vice versa, like single player is bad, multiplayer is great. So it, it really is kind of like a case by case basis, I would say. But everybody loves Elden Ring. But that's also technically both. Like there's yeah. a multiple. But, 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 but that's what I'm. That's that's my point. Everybody loves it brings Elden. All of us together. It brings everybody <laughs> right. So <laughs> we all unite I'm, in Elden Ring. Right. So I mean, <laughs> nobody can't fuss with that one. Elden Ring's open world is big enough for all of us. Aw. And on that note, we'll wrap things up. Uh, Rachel Kayser, why don't you let folks know where it is uh, they can find you and what it is they can uh, find you doing when they do find you. Um, well, usually you can find me on Twitter. It's at Rachel Kayser. It's uh, you know, above my head there. And yeah, I um, post a lot of my stuff from GamesBeat that I write. And uh, and I'm also starting to stream again with uh, Luigi in the background there. And um, <laughs> yeah, I also do weekly blog posts so you can find you can find all my stuff on twitter so if you're ever interested in seeing what i'm up to just go on my twitter i'll inevitably post everything there so and i got a new masonry monday coming out tomorrow so nice nice 
Uh, Rexicon Jesse, where can folks find you? What do you have coming up this week? Uh, Twitch and Twitter, which is Rexicon Jesse. I'll be streaming, as I usually do, tomorrow uh, from 11 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. Same thing Tuesday, RPG Help Desk on Wednesday at noon. Uh, it's always fun. It's good stuff. Um, I The episode of Gothic came out for Behind Schedule on the game Gothic. Came out on mm-hmm. Friday. So, woo! You could watch that over on my YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how that came out. Oh. That was a very, very funny playthrough. Thank you. <laughs> I could throw a, I, I could throw a link in chat if you want, if that is acceptable. Oh, can I? You should be able to put links in here. I feel like I messed that up somehow. Can I do it from like from here? Like if I click your name, can I make that happen? I don't know. Let's see if that. Works. Oh yeah, I can. I can mod you from here. Oh okay. Well there, I think it worked. Wait, try try it again. It might have been. You might have got in right before. The oh no! Place. All right, let me try again. There we there go. There we go. There we go. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, uh, definitely check that out, guys. Yeah. So that's that was a uh, quite a video. So positive reception so far. Glad people are enjoying it. I'm glad you enjoyed the playthrough. That game was. It was worth doing a review <laughs> over. Absolutely. Nice. Lampy says the Gothic uh, episode has good captions. Yes, it does. Thanks for that help, Lampy. <laughs> it has great captions. Uh, so, the Fat Stacks, where can folks find you? What do you have coming up this week? You can find me at the Fat Stacks and all my socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that. Um, looking to still grind out with a uh, Bless Unleashed. Man, <laughs> I'd hate to say that thing is brutal. So, still trying to get at that. Um, other than that, I mean, that's it. If you guys are interested in anime, like I said, I'm a big anime guy, anime store. So if you're looking for all your anime needs, www.thefatstacks.com. So. Nice. Uh, and as for me, you guys can find me here at Sigma Gears 9 on Twitch, Sigma Gears 9 on Twitter as well. And later today on the Open Party Twitch channel, we'll be doing Super Smash Sunday starting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern going till 5.30. Um, so hang out with me and Superman Jeff while we're doing that um outside of that just had a review go up for monster hunter rise sunbreak on the escapist so check that out over there um and this coming week will be my last quote-unquote week at the escapist for a little bit like i'll be gone for like maybe a two three weeks or so uh as i'm adjusting to the the new job that i just got uh and then i'll be back probably at new times for the streams we're still figuring out um when we can fit those in uh, but don't worry, like I'll, I'm not leaving the escapist. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> but um, on that note, thanks everybody in chat so much for your participation. Thanks to my three co-hosts. It's great having a discussion with you guys. We will see you next week. Peace. Bye.